having these dreams. And there's this man that he's burned. Don't be that guy, guys. Sequel Linux. This is episode 302. I'm Marquis Mike. This party has started. Yeah. Like the Black IP said, let's get it started. And we said, okay. Now let's do it. Mark, let me ask you. Yeah. You're in. You're into music. Yeah. Uh, I think we discussed in, on an earlier shot. Just like I don't think I like music. Yeah, we have discussed that, but but I know what's going on. But if that's what you mean. But it's a lie. Like, yeah. to anyone say that, I just don't like music, that's just a lie. Yeah. You like something. Yeah. I, I mean, enjoy it while it's on, but, like, I will never go and seek out. Uh, sure. For the most part. Sure. That's cool. But, yes, I, I'm... You're a radio guy. Yeah, I like the radio. It comes to you. Yes, exactly. Right. I want someone else to curate it for me. Yeah. I don't want to pick something. So, can you confirm that the Party Rock Anthem guys... L-M-F-A-L. Is that... Does that actually stand for what it stands for in social media world? Well, my fucking ass off. Is that what it stands for? I don't think it stands for anything. That's just... Yeah, I think I think the band is just LMFAO. I don't think it actually means anything. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong, but... Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I think... Uh, let's what see. Are, is it just a coincidence? Uh, I think they picked it because, it, you know, it means... You know, it's something from social media, but, like... Yes, is that what your band? Is that what the letters mean? I think there's like no, our band's just LMFA. Like that's the name of the band is LMFAO, isn't it? Hmm. Um, let's see, LMFAO. They are an elect electric duo, is uh, what, what they go go for. Um, yeah, and what, so there's no actual meaning, and what it is is that um, fans speculate. Of what it means, but the the band members, uh, Red Foo and Sky Blue, did not know that's where their names were. Uh, <laughs> now, I knew Red Foo because there's that one song, and he goes Red Foo with the big afro. I was like, oh, that guy's Red Foo. <laughs> did not know the other guy's name was Sky Blue though. So, um, oh, are they brothers? They have the same last name, maybe cousins. I don't know, but they've never clarified what the name means. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I'm just wondering. That popped up. They're also not a band anymore. We were, I think they broke up. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. yeah, we were looking at like the charts of the different years and you know, just playing stuff on Amazon Music on the Echo and and uh, and I just saw them on the list and I thought does that mean laughing my fucking ass off? I'm glad that it doesn't. Yeah. Just, maybe it does. We don't know. Maybe it does though. Maybe it know. does. They're Red Foo. Plays it pretty close to the vest. <laughs> yeah, they broke up in 2015. So, uh, uh, brothers no more. Yeah, or cousins. I don't know. Or cousins no more. Or right. just a coincidental same last name. Uh, last name's Gordy. So, well, that's kind of kind of in the music world. Gordy? Yeah, isn't there a big uh, record producer named something Gordy? Um, oh, maybe they're related to him. I don't know any record producers. Uh, Except for the guy, Rubenstein. Gordy record producer. Let's see if I'm giving a guy named Gordy. Barry Gordy, American record executive. Why I know that name, I don't know. Oh, he uh, is somehow. Oh, Red Foo is Barry Gordy's son. Oh, there we go. Red Foo Gordy. It's all coming. Yeah. We're figuring this out, sleuthing this out. So he's also people who... Oh, so is Rockwell. I was about to say, do we have a Rockwell situation, which is that Rockwell I knew was like his dad was like a famous record executive, and then he went by Rockwell. Who the fuck is Rockwell? Rockwell had a song. <laughs> that's You're saying Rockwell like like everyone knows Rockwell. I've never heard of him. I think people know who Rockwell like, is. Sam Rockwell? That Rockwell actor? was a singer from, I think, the 80s. And he had a song called, uh, I think it's called Everybody's Watching Me. And it's famous because it's Michael Jackson singing on it. But Michael Jackson gets no credit for singing on the song. But it's like, 
I always feel like somebody's watching me. Oh, that song. That's Rockwell. Yeah. Uh, okay. And his, I knew the story was like, oh, his dad was so famous. That's how they got Michael Jackson to sing on the hook. That was Barry Gordy's son. As is Red Foo. Why they won't capitalize on the Gordy last name, I don't know. Sometimes you just want to get out of the show. Yeah. But he's you also know. tied to other people such as Smokey Robinson and Diana Ross. So maybe he was a big Motown guy. Uh, again, I'm not into music, so I don't know this stuff. Yeah, cool. I, yeah, I just knew that was a name. Mark may or may not like music. We don't know. Yeah, but you know, I definitely don't know the history of Barry Gordy. I just no, knew no. that's a name that was floating out oh. there. Uh, and I wondered if Red Foo was related, and it turned out they were. Sometimes stories have happy endings. But but Sky Fu, we don't know. Sky, Sky Fu, probably a nephew. Nephew. I tell you, when I Google Barry Gordy and it says people also search for, I don't see Sky Fu. Just Red Fu. Or, I'm so, sorry, Sky Blue. Oh, Sky Blue. It's Red Fu and Sky Blue. Sky Blue. Yeah, I don't see, I see Rockwell. Oh, Sky Blue's his grandson. Okay, now I'm confused. Is so Red Fu's his uncle? Is Red Fu his uncle or, or his, his dad? dad? Uh, man. Father-son duo? Barry Gordy is his grandfather. Sky Blue. I don't know who's that. Maybe is he Rockwell's son? <laughs> One could hope. Born. Who are his parents? It doesn't say. It doesn't, you know what? It's a mystery to everybody. Maybe he just showed up at, like, the mansion. Yeah, it does not like, say... I am your grandson. Oh, he's... He, he is the son of Barry Gordy the Fourth. So he's... So, a, so he's a nephew. He's... Of Red Foo. He's Red Foo's nephew. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Multi-generational electro duo. But they broke up. Broke up. Yeah, so... Broke up amicably, I'm certain. Uh, apparently there was like a lawsuit or something. Oh no! Yeah, family rift. I I look forward to the biopic, the Gordy biopic. Yeah, on HBO. It's gonna be like Succession, <laughs> both Red Foo and Sky, Sky Blue. Blue and Rockwell. Rockwell's just in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, outside of learning about Barry Gordon, what else have you been watching? Oh man. Um, well, watched a couple films. Um, saw Ad Astra with you. Yeah, I was there. I went to see Ad Astra. Um, I'll, after you talk about Ad Astra, maybe we'll have a mention of Ad Astra. All right. Uh, I watched a Netflix original called In the Shadow of the Moon. It stars Michael C. Hall. No, he doesn't star. Supporting role, Michael C. Hall. And I don't know who the starring character is. Mm. This is a cool movie. Okay. It is a sci-fi crime drama. Oh. Much like Ad Astra. Kind of. You could call that a sci-fi crime drama. Kind of. Um, it's pretty yeah. damn okay. cool. What's it called? Under the Blue Moon? Uh, um, in the Shadow of the Moon. Okay, that was close. Yeah, it's a Netflix original. And In and Moon. It is a very sci-fi movie. Yeah. Much like Ad Astra is a very sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so In the Shadow of the Moon. Really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. Uh, the main actor, I really like. He's great in it. I'm not sure his name. Um He's probably on something. That's yeah, probably, yeah. He's probably on Parenthood or something. Yeah, like something I don't watch. Yeah. But um, oh, Dax Shepard. <laughs> it's not Dax. Uh, and then uh, speaking of Dax Shepard, yeah. uh, I started watching The Good Place. His oh, wife, his, his wife, wife is, is on there. there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final yeah. fourth and final season. We, is... we are towards the end of season two. Okay. We're watching on Netflix. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a good show. It, I, I think it's a, yeah, it's a very good show. It's a good show. It's a good. You know, show. it's good. Good to know that network sitcoms are still putting them out there. Yeah, and you know, although I haven't, wa- I'm I shy away from network shows. Yeah, I don't watch many of them anymore. But I heard. Are you dipping into nine one one? No, no, not watching nine one one. Man, that 
wave crashing down on that pier, though. You get to see it every break of a football game. <laughs> Not watching uh, Skunk Town or whatever it's called. You know, I'm a little interested. That's in getting that. rave reviews. Is it? Okay. It is getting rave reviews. I saw the commercials like... And I think it's one of those things. They just kept hitting me over the head. Like, if you watch football, you get hit with a million commercials. People like the first couple episodes I don't know if you've heard. of Skunk Town. SmackDown's coming to Fox. I, I've heard. <laughs> this I've this heard. fall. Yeah. Uh, and they hit me enough. I was like, I kind of want to watch... What's it called? Stumptown. Stumptown? Slump. Slump. Slumptown. Slumptown. The Colby Smolder show. Well, maybe it is Stumptown. It's not Skunk Skunktown. Jake Johnson? It is well. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's getting... Uh, yeah. From what I've seen, people are loving... Yeah. Mike didn't see it, though. I don't know what we're talking people about. People are loving S-Town. Um, I didn't know. I didn't watch I it. I love S-Town. But so, I saw... I heard an interview with the show creator of The Good Place. Yes. Uh, on NPR. Um, I can't remember his name, but he also was a Brooklyn Nine-Nine writer and Parks and Rec. and Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got a lot of hits. Yep. I think he was on Fresh Air and uh, just got me intrigued. And I'm like... I've heard of it. Yeah, I know. I know if you've seen it. You've, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You've, you've enjoyed it. I didn't and then, finished season three. I fell behind, and, and then so we're just like, let's check it out. And we've yeah. checked it out. Like, this is freaking funny. Like, yeah, Ted Danson's great. Ted Danson is a fucking genius. Ted Danson's a television mega. I just cannot believe yeah. how good he is. Yeah, he is so good in that show. Um, I mean, yeah. if you make a if you make a Mount Rushmore of sitcom actors. Ted Danson's on there. You know, it's him, Julia Louis Dry- Julie Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. I don't even care who the other two are. Those guys just have hits. You know, it's interesting because years ago, when I was watching all the Cheers episodes, yeah, that's right, you did go through all the Cheers. When I went into Cheers, mm-hmm. I thought oh, I'm gonna be laughing at Norm and Cliff the whole time, yeah. and they're funny. But no, Ted Danson is the star of that show for a reason. Yeah, and he was really funny in Cheers and. I haven't seen a comedy with him in it, well, other than his spots in, in Curb Enthusiasm, which right. are awesome. Yep. But in The Good Place, it's like the best of dancing. Watching Good Place makes me want to go watch that HBO show with Zach Galifianakis and Ted Danson. It was like yes. a season. I did watch that. I forgot I watched that. Yeah. And then, um, that was actually pretty good. Maybe I'll uh, figure out where Becker's streaming. I'll just watch all the Beckers. Becker can't be Becker. bad. No, Becker's good. Yeah. Becker's it's good. got Ted Danson. Yeah. I've seen reruns of Becker. Yeah. Becker's that's good. That's got to be streaming somewhere. But yeah, that's that's what Hopefully I've seen. Hopefully Disney Plus buys up Becker. <laughs> just has that on there. All right. Good place. Ad Astra and another sci-fi movie yeah. under the Harvest Moon. In the, in the shadow of the Harvested Moon. Dark Side of the Moon. In the shadow, yeah, in the shadow of the moon. Yeah. All right. Um, I watched some, I watched some movies. As well. I traveled again to visit my mom. And as the last time I did it, uh, as you know, she doesn't have cable. So I'm stuck with the, the movies I bring or the movies she has. We did one of, we did one of both. Okay. We watched uh, Baby Driver, uh, which is that's a fantastic movie. So good. I watched it. It's just yeah. it's in awe of just the what went into making that. Like, well, the story's interesting. I, I would just be into like. Uh, the driver of a heist team who wants out, that enough is like, yeah, that's an interesting story. But then you just do this, like, layer in that, the sound editing of it. It's just so yeah. good. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Um, being, I, I've only seen it, the, I've seen it once in yeah. the theater. Loved it. Um, on a repeat watch yeah. with the Kevin Spacey saga. Oh, yeah. How's that for you? Yeah, you know. It's a little weird. Um, I made a joke when he first shows up, you know, something about, hey, we got to turn this off, cancel culture and all that, but, you know, I think it's anything he made pre-finding out that he's not a good guy, and if you enjoyed it, I think you can still enjoy it, and he yeah. got to star that movie. And it's thing, like, I'm not sure where we are on yeah. Kevin Spacey. He didn't make that movie. I, I, didn't, I didn't really follow, yeah. like, I knew there was some sexual harassment stuff going on. Yeah. I don't really know what it was or where it went. I just know he's gone. Yeah. I know House of Cards is canceled. Whatever. They took him out the final and, season and, of it. And I, and I quit watching. Like, yeah. I, I thought House of Cards was great. And then like, oh, yeah, yeah it'll catch up. So yeah, I don't know where we are on, mm-hmm. on Kevin Spacey now. Yeah. Though, uh, everything prior, Kevin Spacey is a dynamite actor. He's a great actor. Great actor. You know, I saw, I saw a tweet uh, today. Uh, the Joker or Joker is coming out 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very controversial film. Based, many people have very strong opinions about a movie that a lot of people haven't seen. Like, I was on IMDb, I was just, I'm curious, what is this rate on IMDb? And it's got like thousands of view, uh, votes for it. It's like sitting at like a 9.6. I was like, no one's seen this movie yet. A very small amount of people have seen this yeah. movie. But people are really into this movie. It comes out this week? This week, yeah. And uh, the director, who is uh, uh, Todd Phillips, did The Hangover. And uh, I, I like his movies. But I guess he's been making comments and people are just like, ah, he probably shouldn't say some of this stuff. Like, he was like, ah, I don't do comedies anymore because you can't do comedies in such a PC culture anymore. They'll tear you apart. And I was like, well, there's a lot of funny stuff still coming out, so. Sure. Uh, but then I just saw something and somebody tweeted out. I was just like, hey, Todd Phillips wouldn't be the first shitty person to make something really good. And I was like, yeah, that's an okay opinion to have. Is that, you know, you just have to draw the line about how personally offended, you know, if OJ made a movie, I don't know if I'd watch an OJ movie now. Naked Gun. Yeah, if OJ was like, "Hey, man, we're redoing," I was like, "I don't know if I can hang with an OJ. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could hang with seeing Norberg on screen again." Yeah, but I can still like Naked Gun, the first one. I'd be like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah. I have strong. I have opinions about OJ, mainly about the comments he's made about Baker Mayfield. That's really where I draw the line with with OJ and his new Twitter account. Um, yeah, so you know, yeah, I think Kevin Spacey, you know, he's, you gotta draw your own personal line. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm just curious how that how that affected you watching it, watching it again. Yeah, yeah, there are people that I was just like, I I can't get like, I used to uh, really like Chris Brown music. And this this actually probably where my uh, love of music died. And then after a point, I was just like, I can't support this dude. I I don't like even the songs I liked before. What's like, his deal? Uh, uh, he's gonna beat up Rihanna. Oh they yeah, were in a relationship, and then okay. like the pictures came out of how like beat up her face was. I was just like, I can't. Like I, and, and then story after story, I'm just like, he's just kind of like a bad guy. I was like, I don't, okay. I don't even want to listen to his music. So you know, just everybody's got their own breaking point. Yeah, that's true. I don't blame anybody if they're like, oh, I can't watch Baby Driver because Kevin Spacey, you know, what I believe based on reports. He did. I was like, yeah, that's that's sure. That's, that's up to you. Yeah, that's a personal opinion. Yeah. Um, that being said, yeah, he's not the star of Baby Driver. Uh, and it's good. It's a good movie. And he's good at it. Uh, yeah, so I watched Baby Driver. I watched Bloodsport. Jean-Claude Van, Van Damme. Damme. Yeah. That movie is classic. It's so bad. <laughs> the beginning part of like the acting in it is so bad, but it does turn into a this is so bad, this is actually yeah. kind of fun, right? Yeah. Like it's just so whoever they got cast as young John Clive Damn the Boy is it's great. He has like a weird French accent that I think was dubbed over. And there's just like a lot of My favorite scene is he goes and helps the guy who eventually trains Jean Claude Van Damme for the Kumite. He helps his son, and then they help the sun up and the sun's like one day I'm gonna find the Kumite and I'll make my dad proud and then it cuts to John Clement Tam and he just nods and then it cuts back to the boy and he nods then it does a wide shot and then they shake hands I was like that's the most unnatural interaction between two young boys ever but I'm, I'm here for this this is great and then once you get to the Kumite it's awesome once you get to Chung Lee it's, it's yeah great. the fight the fighting in that in that is great yeah um uh, I, that's a classic. It's, it's, it's yeah, I, I'm just into it all. His buddy, uh, uh, Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Like, yep. That guy's just awesome. Well, it's kind of... He's also the best actor in the entire movie. It's, it's its own genre. Yeah. There, there's this genre from, maybe it's just the Jean-Claude Van Damme's. Mm-hmm. But there's, you can throw the Chuck Norris's in there and stuff yeah, Chuck too. Norris made there's some these, bad there's these bad action martial art focused films. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's I, crazy. I enjoyed watching uh, Bloodsport, and that's really that's what you ask from a movie is did, did I enjoy my time? And last I last I know, Jonathan Van Damme he's not tied up into any scandal, so I can enjoy this. He hasn't come out yet. I thought he had had some domestic violence issues. Ah, shit. Yeah. Well, we had a good run, John. I, JCVD. I'm. I may be wrong. Yeah. So I don't. I probably just yeah. shouldn't have said anything because yeah. I, I I like Van Damme. 
I hope I hope what I have just yeah. said is wrong. Yeah. But I I do th- I I had thought he was in he had some domestic violence issues yeah. or scandal, but I hope that I am completely wrong with that. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, double impact. That's good too, though. He There's some Twitter. good stuff, dude. Yeah. Legionnaire is so good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is Lionheart. Oh, but see, Legionnaire and Lionheart aren't those like those are, like legit good movies. Those are, like sneaky like this is actually good. I'd have to watch them again. One of them, maybe not both those, but there's like some later, like not in us, like late ninety, early or mid late nineties, Jean Claude Van Damme movies. I think you're just thinking of his cameo in Friends. Was he in Friends? Yeah, there was the oh, nice. the Friends episode where they were filming Outbreak Two. Oh, oh, it's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, now there, there's a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. It's kind of like after like Jean Claude like. Hitting the theaters on Van Damme. He plays like a prisoner of war. And you know, of course there's fighting involved. And I was like, this is actually kind of good. Yeah. See, I loved Lionheart as a kid. Yeah. Lionheart, he's the street fighter. Yeah. Uh, Legionnaire, I loved. If one's better, it's Legionnaire. Okay. If, if one's a good movie, it's Legionnaire. If people know what I'm talking about, but hit me up on Twitter. Yeah, I'd like to. be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Double Impact is the Twins one. Yeah. And then... Heart, uh, it was Hard Target. Hard Target is the one where we're shooting the bow all over the yeah, place. Yeah, I think so. And he's got long hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and who's his counterpart in that? Chris Christopherson or something? Oh, is that... I, I don't remember, but he's like... He's like father figure. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're thinking of Blade. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so watch those. I watched uh, the A Team. I have uh, Hulu Live, and what's great about Hulu Live is that it feels a lot like cable to me, and that like stuff will just be on. But like, I like how they promote stuff that's on to me. They're just like, "Hey, do you want like you log into Hulu, and it's just like we're about twenty minutes in the A Team. You want to watch the A Team?" I was like, "This is the Bradley Cooper yeah. A Team." Uh, it's really bad. Like, it's not good at all. But there's some. Action. There's good action sequences. Some well thought out action. That's Liam Neeson. Yeah, you know, let's give those guys credit. Yeah. 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 Liam Neeson, Bradley Cooper, um, the guy from District Nine, and then Rampage Jackson. They ran out the team, but like, you know, Rampage is just supposed to be like a big, brooding guy. He's not asked to do much acting. But the other three guys are solid actors. Um, it just doesn't. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, and uh, Patrick Wilson's the bad guy, and yeah, just, it didn't work. But uh, you know, let's, let's give credit to. Well, it's uh, probably because you missed that opening twenty minutes. Yeah, you was, missed out on the whole like setup. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I shouldn't even count it. Consider like. I <laughs> um, let's see. I watched, uh, and then I watched Ad Astra. I saw that in theaters. Um, it's out in theaters. Yeah. Um, I liked Ad Astra. Yeah. I I thought about it. It kind of hung with me. Uh, it looks great. Beautifully shot movie. It is a beautiful movie. And, um, yeah, it's a quiet movie. And I think Brad Pitt is is good. It's kind of like this, like, I think the the, 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 the voiceover worked well. It did. Just to help build the character of Brad Pitt. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very quiet, and it kind of just kind of, I would love an Ad Astra extended universe. Yeah, Some so. Cool stuff in there. Ad Astra is probably the the purest sci-fi film to hit the theaters since yeah. I would say Annihilation. Yeah. And I mean it just it just follows all these all these classic sci-fi tropes. Yeah. And I don't want to get into the end. Yeah, no yeah, it's too, um, new. It's too new. And there's no sequel. So people people yeah. don't even know we were talking at Astro. Um but at one point did all we need was Clint Eastwood to show up and we had the Space Cowboys? I think we would have... I, right? I mean... Yeah. I was like, is this a fucking joke? Yeah. When Sutherland shows up? Yeah, I mean... Is this I, a fucking I joke? I didn't tie that together. That, yeah, is this Space yeah, Cowboys too? Is this a fucking it. joke? Maybe that'd be a great bet. Maybe we can do Ad Astra as a sequel. <laughs> the Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, Ad Astra's really good. Yeah. It was, 
Yeah, and it's very science fiction-y. And, uh, sometimes, I, I don't know, when I think sci-fi, I kind of think like uh, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, stuff in space. But uh, sometimes it's just fiction based on science. Hmm? That's science fiction. And this was a science fiction movie that uh, I felt very compelling. <clears throat> it looks great. Looks great. Yeah. Looks really good. Um, yeah. Anything else with Astra? No. No. no there you go. No, yeah. yeah. Go see some of those movies. You can skip the A-Team. Check out Bloodsport, though. If you haven't seen Bloodsport yet, yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah, watch Bloodsport. Watch it. It's, it's awesome. great. They fight in the Kumite. There may and may not be cheating going on in the Kumite. Can we do a re... Should they do a remake of Bloodsport? They did. Oh. Should we get another one? In 2020? I say no. No. I, you, I, there is something about movies that are bad, and I just feel like someone would try to make a serious Bloodsport movie, and it wouldn't be good. Yeah, the remake of Bloodsport, I didn't see, but I think they tried to make a serious Bloodsport, yeah. and it was bombed. Yeah, it's like, there's just something about the the badness that, that's great. It's yeah. Like a, a movie taking place in, like, uh, 1988 is when this was filmed. It's just like, yeah, it, it, it's a time capsule of movies that were made then. You can't recreate it. One, we don't have... Jean-Claude Van Damme. I don't know the timeline of Jean-Claude Van Damme, but Jean-Claude Van Damme is an action star. We don't have an, We don't have a martial art action star right now. We don't. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely but You can't think like the guy from The Raid, who's... That guy's awesome in The Raid. You can't just... Like, oh, he's in Bloodsport now. It's like, eh, it's not the same. No, we don't... Yeah, we don't have an... I mean, and yeah, the closest, and it's, the closest we have yeah. right now is Keanu. Yeah. And for the John Wicks. But, though there's a lot of martial arts in John right. Wick, yeah. I see him as more a gunplay action yeah. star. Yeah, that, that's what, that's, I would have said, who was the last great martial art movie star? It was Jet Li. And that was like 15 years ago. Where Jet Li could open a movie, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go see this." That's Jet a Lee. short run. Yeah, you know, it, 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 like it went from like run. it was like Romeo must die to the one, and it, yeah, that was like 2000, 2004. Yeah, and then it, uh, who was Ong Bak? Who was uh, Tony Jaa? Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa had Ong Bak. He had Ong Bak, and then he had the another, Protector. He had something else. Was it the Protector? The Protector, yeah. And like, man, this guy's freaking guy's awesome. awesome. And then just couldn't catch, couldn't yeah. catch on. It, it's 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 hard in this day and age to, to just strictly be a like the fact that Steven Seagal was a movie star. Well, here's the problem: the choreography they're they're getting too realistic choreography. Yeah, they got to do cheesy Jean Claude Van Damme shit. Oh, where he does the splits and punches the man yes. in the balls. Yes, that's a great movie. That's the kind of yeah. stuff they got to do. Yeah. Yeah, now it's just like, oh no, like we we got the we got a the world's greatest kickboxer. He is our choreographer, you know, and they're like, oh, this is like true to life. I like, right, I don't see that. Yeah, looks great, but you know, sometimes in that type of movie, it needs to be a little silly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So a handful of movies we watched. Uh, we watched another movie. Now we're into uh, October. Or as Mike has informed me, it's Lunchtober. It's Lunchtober. It's also uh, Shocktober, Rocktober, October. and Spookytober. I don't, I don't know. There's no uh, scary October. But this is where we watch our scary movies. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we did we did that. Well, I guess we'll get into the opinions of did we actually watch a scary movie or not. Uh, we watched 19, or I'm sorry, 2010's remake to 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. We watched A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984, written and directed by Wes Craven, starred uh, Robert England as uh, Freddy Krueger, the infamous Freddy Krueger. Uh, Heather uh, Lingenkamp and Johnny Depp play teenagers who were being uh, terrorized in their dreams by a knife-gloved, fedora-wearing, uh, burnt man. And uh, if you died in your dreams, you died in real life. It spawned uh, six sequels, I believe. Six or seven sequels. Uh, we'll get into it when we look at the numbers. Was this your first time watching A Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Okay. It had been so long. Yeah. I uh, estimated it had been at least 22 years since I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street. That sounds about right. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, it's 15, probably. When watching I Nightmare on Elm Street, I was like, I've definitely seen Nightmare on Elm Street, but I cannot recall, like, 
it also all blends together. I had no memory of it. Yeah. I really had no memory. I knew Johnny I knew the Johnny Depp scene. I knew like the bathtub, the hand coming out of the thing. I knew the end, um, you know, kind of the, the, the shock ending. But then uh, like throughout the movie I was just like, am I thinking of am I thinking of Nightmare on Elm Street three? Am I thinking of Nightmare on Elm Street two? Uh, it all just blended together. So this was a nice little refresher of like this was the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Nightmare on Elm Street? Overall, I think I kind of enjoyed it. I it was entertaining. Um, seeing young Johnny Depp was hilarious. Yeah, and I like Wes Craven, and I and I liked it. it was refreshing to watch an old movie with the practical effects. Yes, and I and I liked that. I'm like, yeah, the the carpet has gooey holes in it. That you can see. That you can see when she's stepping him, but I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Also, he put those there. Yeah. He controls the dream. Some of it's silly looking. Uh, When he's in the alley and his arms stretch out, it looks silly. It looks bad. But they built that. Yeah. They created a guy to be able to stretch his arms out eight feet in either direction and have him move. Um, And I think the shot of him coming through the wall... Is great. That's a that's a great shot. It's better in the original than what than what they tried to create in yeah. the remake. Yeah, um, and we'll get into it in 2010 and the use of CGI and what a lot of horror movies try to do now. But practical effects, it, it's nice. Um, it's better than Bloodsport, but it kind of has a blood. Like I watched it the same way I watched Bloodsport, which is that some of it's really bad, but it's so fun. Like sure. the music stings, just like it was very just like MTV rock and roll. Yes, Freddie coming out, just the guitar. And just, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh man, they're not trying to do like, they're not trying to do Halloween. Send the send the using music as like uh, uh, to 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 make you scared. Right, like, oh, we're hitting you with just a hard. This is rock and roll. The bad guys here. Yep, run. And I, I like I like Freddy Krueger. When you, when you compare him to uh, a Jason Voorhees, which comes before him in nineteen eighty, or. Uh, uh, Michael Myers in nineteen seventy eight or whatever. You know, he's a guy. He talks. I think it's That's a. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I think he's a good villain. Yeah, I, I, one of the most famous. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, he is. The, the, put him in the big four and Mount Rushmore. And it is really cool how, like, I mean, that look is. I mean, there's a kid. There's probably. I I know a ten year old kid. I bet I could show him a picture and be like, "That's Freddy Krueger." Yeah, and he's. Never seen. Yeah. It's just so... I mean, you go to the Halloween store looking for your costume, there's still Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, You yeah. can get a Freddy Krueger every year. It's yeah. really interesting. The glove, the sweater, the hat. Yeah, it's just oh, such yeah. an iconic bad guy yeah. that for a mediocre movie. And, and I don't know, like, if, was this a massive hit, do you know? or? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, do you want to know the critic Rotten Tomato score? Sure. 94%. Okay. Uh, seems high. Seems high, seems yeah. Really high, yeah. I would have put it around uh, 60, probably. Critic, critic consensus, Wes Craven's intelligent premise, which I agree, like, that's a great premise for it is a It is a really cool idea. Yeah. Uh, combined with horrifying visual appearance of Freddy Krueger, and he does. He, like, he looks great. Like, the... The arms, the some of the other visual effects, but like, as far as what they did with him, like that's a scary looking guy. Yeah. Uh, still causes nightmares to this day. I might agree. Uh, yeah, ninety four percent. I mean, it's one of those things where it's just a lot of critics give it a, a B, but yeah, it's a solid B. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's get to the. I mean, if it spawns seven or eight sequels yeah. and a remake, it's it had to have been a massive. Massive money. Yeah, so it's interesting. So, uh, only opened in 165 theaters back in 1984. It did gross, though, over its theatrical run, $25 million. It doesn't have a budget, but I imagine it can't be high. Right. Uh, 84, that's probably pretty good. You get a sequel the next year, 1985. Yeah, so it definitely was solid. Yeah, you're getting, um, you're getting a Freddy sequel. You get 1984, 1985, 19, or uh, 1987, 1988, 1989. So, I mean, throughout the 80s, you, you had a Freddy movie every year except for one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then you get one in 91 is The Final Nightmare, and then Wes Craven comes out with New Nightmare, 
1994. So, I mean, from so 10 years, you get seven movies in 10 years. So, yeah, <clears throat> people people know Freddy Krueger. Yeah. People who haven't even seen the movie. I remember yeah. when I was in elementary school, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, my parents did not monitor what I watched. It was, <laughs> it was probably an awful decision on their part. But I remember we used to have um, like creative like story writing time. You know, elementary class. It's like every yeah. every Thursday for an hour, you, you write your own story, and you could write with other people. And I remember a guy. Uh, guy he actually, I'm gonna give this guy credit. I don't remember his name. Jeremy. Jeremy something. Uh, he was like, "Oh, we should do a Freddy versus Jason. We'll write a Freddy versus Jason story." I was like, "Yeah, that'd be awesome." So we started writing it, and then he was describing Freddy, and I was like, "That's not Freddy talks." I was like, "No, Freddy can talk." He's like, "Oh," he goes. I, I, I don't know. I just thought he was like a monster with nicer hands. I was like, no, he's a guy. <laughs> he's a dude. I mean, he's a demon, but, you know, he talks, and uh, it's not a knife. It's, it's gloves. But So he's like, I've never seen one. I remember that. He's just like, I've never seen the movie, but he, in his mind, knew who Freddy Krueger yeah. was. Yeah. Yep. It's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So we flash forward. 2010. Uh, New Line Cinema. They had... Uh, this is also the horror movie remake... Boom! You had yeah Halloween, the Rob Zombie remake. I believe was two was two thousand eight. Then you had Friday Thirteenth gets remade by New Line Cinema. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. We get a Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, this time, uh, no Robert England. You get Jackie Earl Haley to play Freddy Krueger. Uh, but it kind of follows the same beats. It is a group of teenagers who are being terrorized in their dreams by Freddy Krueger, and they have to figure out how to, how to. Uh, not die. Was this your first time watching a Nightmare on Elm Street? It was. Yeah. It was. Let's start with the, the positives. Uh, but what were your positive takeaways from a Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, the remake, 2010. I. They added enough changes yeah. in the script. Um, where, I mean, the first 15 or 20 minutes, I'm like, I see what's going on here, but I'm like, oh, I think we're getting like, this is all different. Yeah. And I like it. But then all of a sudden, it just is like, and now we're on to just redoing. Yeah, it. You know, there's a, there's like a line you kind of got to walk between homage and just redoing the same. Scene. Yeah, and I think there, like there's one scene. It's kind of the homage to the Johnny Depp death scene. I was like, that's that was well done because it, it, it's a hint. It's like, oh, that's kind of a callback to 1984. But then there's also just you know the bathtub scene is like. That's just the same. Yeah, that was a straight copy. Yeah. We had a, uh, a copy of the pushing through the wall yes. thing, which was not near as good with not CGI. Really the, the practical effect that they did in the original yeah. is still so good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think... Uh, so, a positive for me would be there's a, there's a little changes, which I think are good. Yeah. The best changes to me, and it's because I'm, I'm always like this with movies, I'm a, I'm a lore guy. Yeah. I want to know what's up. I want to know the motivations. And so they barely scratched that surface in mm-hmm. the original. And I and I haven't seen a single re, uh, sequel. Sequel. So you didn't I, see Dream Warrior. No. You didn't see Dream Child. No. You didn't see the Dream Police. Uh, no. That's not a real one. Oh. That one's fake. The other two are real. <laughs> Trying to catch me. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if those flush out the Freddy thing. Mm-hmm. But... They do so much more of it in the remake. Yeah. And I absolutely... That was 100% positive for me. I loved it. Yeah. I wanted to know more. They gave me a far more deeper, compelling backstory to Freddy and what's... I mean, there's still holes on, like, how the fuck is he doing this? But... <laughs> and I, that's a good point I have for 1984, too. I really don't grasp his powers. Yeah. Or... Yeah. The science is. It seems there. like he could kill you at any time. Right. But sometimes he chooses not to. <laughs> uh, so that was a positive for me is this much broader flushing yeah. out. And they they did this and cut the runtime down. Yeah. I feel like they got more into the the remake, more information in a shorter runtime. Uh so nineteen eighty four is ninety one minutes and Oh, now 96 minutes. Oh, they added it. We don't, there's so much more uh, credits because of all yeah. the CGI. Yeah, that's, so yeah. Probably, probably actual screen time, 1984, probably 88 minutes. And this probably is like 86. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the backstory works for me. I, I enjoy it. So, in doing my research, <clears throat> uh, Friday the 13th remake comes out in uh, 2009. And apparently it was very financially successful and then critically, like, people enjoyed it. That, and was that a Rob Zombie also? Mm -mm. He just did Halloween. He did Halloween. Halloween. Okay. <clears throat> Which sucks. Yeah. Coming, the Rob Zombie one is not good. Okay. Uh, but also, Halloween was always my favorite, so... Yeah. Right. I don't know, maybe there's people who really like... I mean, we did Halloween last yeah. October. That movie is so good. Yeah. Like, Halloween is, like, legit good. Yeah. Where Nightmare on Elm Street is good in that... Cheesy It's a, it's a cheesy... Way. It's a B-horror movie. Yeah. You just have so much fun watching. Um, and Freddie's perfect for that. So in, in 2009, they take Friday the 13th, and in doing research, is what they did was they took the best parts of Halloween, or Friday the 13th 1, 2, 3, and 4 and put them together into one remake. And they, what I was kind of reading, it was kind of not a clear answer, was the idea was they would do the same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. So you were taking elements of all of the Freddy movies, putting them together, but then at one point, the writer and director was just like, yeah, but it's actually kind of more of a traditional remake, which is what it seems like. But I think maybe some of that backstory was pulled from the other Freddy movies. Okay. But it works in this one. It's like, I like that the kids, one, had something to do. Yeah. As opposed to just trying to stay awake. So, like, yeah. like, okay, you know, that's a thing in horror movies. It's like, okay, you're being terrorized, and then the second half is... How do you stop being terrorized? Yeah. You know, the ring. You, they have to travel wherever. You know, how, how do you end up killing and it's, Jason Voorhees? I mean, story-wise, I think it's really good. It's, it's mm -hmm. oh, the kids are like, oh, my God, our parents, they killed an innocent man. Yeah. And it all turns out he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, he's a bad dude. So. Yes. And I, I really like that kind of, like, like double twist mm -hmm. in this movie that I, it's like, Cause I, I mean, I yeah. have no idea. Was he a vengeful spirit, or was he just was he just a bad dude who's a bad who's now a bad spirit? Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that worked. Uh, it as far as just a scary movie, it does this the kind of cheap scary movie things. It does it well. A lot of jump scares. Sure. Um, so you know, if you're looking just to be scared, like this movie will do it. There, there's just stuff jumping out. They they build a lot of suspense of just. The movie doing the POV thing where you look this way, you look that way, eventually someone's going to jump out at you. Um, so, effectively, it kind of does that. Mm -hmm. um, I was surprised. I never saw the movie. I started without actually uh, doing the research first. Rudy Mara, that was surprising. Yeah. I Yeah, I was like, what's her? Oh, yeah. Rudy Mara's the Mar star of this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, you get uh, Connie Brin. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. Coach's uh, wife. Um, yeah, so you know, that, that's always a nice surprise. Coach Taylor's wife. Yeah, yeah. There was some some people in it. Yeah, in the girl, the, the the girl that died first. I've seen her in she yes. some cheesy network shows, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and uh, she's kind of been in a lot of like she's kind of a scream queen. You know, not I mean not queen, but scream um, duchess. Okay. A lot of horror movies. Is yeah. That's kind of her thing. Okay. You know? So pops up here and there. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the first guy who dies, Kellen Lutz. He's uh, that's a Twilight kid. So, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, they they got some actors. They know? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe one of them will be Johnny Depp one day. Yeah, and, and then the 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 main kid. Yeah. Quentin. Quentin. He yeah. he's in stuff. Yep. He shows up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just a matter of time. Um, uh, what what didn't work for you with the Nightmare on Elm Street? It was the the over CGI'd yeah. things. I, I do think there's just this art to practical effects that is just being lost. You know, um, mm. yeah, some were good. Some of the CGI was good. Yeah. I think I think Freddy looked good. I, yeah, I mean, his face was all CGI. Yeah, I, I and think, I thought it it wasn't distracting. Like it looked good. Yeah, I think um, he looked good, but yeah, I think it was just the. I mean, did. I don't want to say overuse because I think everything they put they needed, but maybe they just tried to do too much with yeah. the CGI stuff. What about you? I think the movie took took itself too seriously. Too seriously? Yeah, is that it? It was a Freddy Krueger movie, and that it just was. Uh, and he had some quips. And I think that's 
the most fun thing about Freddy is just that um, he, he's kind of this guy who has a lot of humor about uh, killing people in very fun ways, especially as it got later in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, is that uh, the nightmares got crazier and how you died got crazier. Uh, this was just a lot of uh, stabbing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the just totally... You know, effectively, it's a good scary movie, but as a remake to a Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think it captures any of the uh, the fun that Nightmare on Elm Street had. You know, if you're trying to, you know, the original six movies, like it just uh, just kind of seemed listless. Like, just didn't have the energy of, of the originals. Um, and then, you know, complain about both of them. I honestly, I have no idea what's going on with Freddy Krueger. I don't understand the. Lo- I don't understand what his powers are. They. I feel like the original they mentioned something about like a. I don't. I'm so wrong on this, but like a Amazonian tribe or something yeah. with some, like some dream myth thing. And I was like, oh, that's what we're talking about. This guy like got into yeah. this like voodoo or whatever, and so this is how he can do it. And but that was just thrown out the window. Yeah. And that's, uh, I it's <laughs> frustrating. Mark. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm just like what. Because that's like my 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 search for like I like the lore and yeah. things, and so we got a little You're more of why what of who Freddy is and stuff. But like, how can he do this? Yeah. When why the building blow up? Him? Did he get ejected? Yeah. And then that's why he's burned. He's actually alive, and he's got powers that. So there is a deleted scene. Uh, in life, Freddy survived the initial burning and was taken to the hospital where he then uh, succumbed to his uh, succumbed succumbed um, died from his injuries okay uh, that was cut that was cut for time they, they wanted to keep that under the original so screen time. we are so it is so a, he gets blown out of the building it is a truly mystical thing it, yeah. he is a ghost he is a spirit he's a he ghost is, he yes. is a, uh, you know an evil incarnate yeah. He's not a guy that can morph into your dream. It's interesting. Yeah. It If there was science, it would probably ruin the whole thing. Yeah. Well, so in later Freddy, so part of my research was I read the Wikipedia for every Freddy Krueger movie that has existed. <laughs> uh, New Nightmare sounds bonkers. In that movie, they, they acknowledge that Nightmare on Elm Street is a movie. And then people are making a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but then the spirit of Freddy Krueger from the movie comes into the real world. Uh, so the, the girl who plays Nancy, and is now an adult woman, she stars in it, but she plays herself. And Robert England uh, plays himself, because he is an actor who plays Freddy Krueger, but then the spirit of Freddy Krueger invades the real world. That one sounds uh, bonkers. <laughs> uh, so, Freddy... Sounds kind of like the premise that... Scream 3. So, Wes Craven. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're Yeah, and so, in the writing, it was just like, a lot of people think that uh, New Nightmare eventually just led to him making Scream. Okay. Right? Came up with the idea of this, like, super meta. Yeah. Uh, 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 look at, uh, at the horror movies and what they do to society. Um, Freddy is... Uh, so, in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, he's a guy who lived on Elm Street. He killed 20 children. That's said in the first movie. Yeah. That's a uh, lot of kids to die on one street. Yeah, that... Yeah. I think the FBI would be involved, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the FBI would be there. Yeah. Uh, they catch the guy. He goes to trial. There was a mix-up a, a mix in the paperwork. Someone didn't read him his rights or something. Yeah, and so yeah. he gets released just back into the neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. No, that guy would be removed from that neighborhood, you know, somehow. Uh, parents would be able to track him down and burn him. <laughs> but, so, that's how that goes. Then eventually the Lord goes down. Freddy Krueger was, his mother was a nun who uh, was uh, sexually assaulted in an insane asylum. And um, he dies, and then he sells his soul to three demons to become immortal, but then he has to kill children in order to uh, keep to feed the demons or whatever. Um, so that's actually, you know, if you want to go back into it, but uh, holy shit, it gets silly. Like reading it, I was like, this all seems silly. Yeah, but uh, which I think eventually happens. I think you come up with a cool premise, like uh, this guy 
he killed, but it's in your dreams. How, how many of these are, are Wes Craven actually involved with? All the way up to A New Nightmare. He was he had no involvement in this one. He was not consulted okay, on this one. I but, don't know how much he had in, to do with uh, Freddy vs. Jason, which I don't know if that's canon. <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah there's a complaint there um yeah okay yeah it's not a bad movie i don't think this is bad it's just no it's, it's not there's nothing exciting or memorable or like enjoyable about it like, yeah it's not something you go back to like oh that was great that was good it's just not bad I mean, I think, honestly, I, I think I enjoyed the remake more than the original yeah. just for a little more of the historical yeah. Fred Krueger stuff. I needed that. Yeah. Um, oh, so it's inconsistent where it's like, uh, in the flashbacks, it makes uh, Freddy Krueger seem like a simpleton. But then... Yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> but then as uh, a ghost, he's like, uh, kind of like a... Diabolical son of a bitch. Yeah, he says really mean things. Yeah, that, that's he's, that he has is quips. That is a good inconsistency yeah. because yeah, they make him come out as a uh, maybe mentally yeah. disabled kind of gardener. Yeah. Gardener. He you know he's he loves the kids. Yeah, yeah the kids were his uh, life, and you know so in this one, and, very much more clear. He's a he's a child molester. But I think maybe that's where they're trying. They 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 shot that to try to sell you, like they sold me that yeah. that yeah the sell that that innocence. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, actually no, he's a fucking scuzzbag. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, maybe you know. So to to you think he's just kind of this, but yeah, and maybe you just need a couple of scenes of once they figure it out of yeah maybe his real life personality because. The personality way, they seem completely different of like what yeah. he was in life versus what he is in death of just, you know. Uh, but I think Jackie wrote, uh, Ailey was uh, good. I, like, I liked his Freddy interpretation. Yeah, I liked his him. His movements were, were, were cool. They were very creepy, yeah. like the way he walked. I, li- I liked him. Uh, he, he, you're a handyman. <laughs> I don't know about just scraping metal along a pipe and how much spark you're going to get. Only in your dreams, Mark. Or I guess let you me are rephrase that. Only in your nightmares. Yeah. Just the shit, how much spark comes out Only of that. Only in your nightmares. Yeah. I think if if they wouldn't have brought this into the modern world, if they would have done a remake, uh-huh. but remake it as it was in the eight, like the time period was still the 80s, yeah. I think that would have been better. Yes. Because I love the I love the eighties. Uh-huh. Like everybody does. You, you you can go off, you know, your Stranger Things, you know, oh, uh, that kind of thing. American I'm, Horror Story is doing an eight nineteen eighty four. I watched the first episode of it just because I was like, yeah, I'm into this. Yeah. So it's not good. Y- if you do this eighties nostalgia yeah. that people love, because the eighties fucking rules. If they remade it now, it would be set in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Just based yeah, on the popularity exactly. of what's, what it is. Set now. it in the 80s, yeah. get us that cool 80s look, get us some great 80s music, get people using Walkmans, the cop cars, Yeah. you know. Oh, I loved the dad in the original. Yeah, dad was great. I loved the dad, the mm-hmm. cop. I don't, I couldn't, were they divorced? I think they were a divorced couple, because um, uh, they made references that the mom was all alone. Okay. I like the mom in the original. I like the mom in the original. I was she was just boozing it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Connie Britton to just like start drinking. <laughs> she never did. But I really enjoyed the dad in, in the original. I just, I've seen him in things, yeah. and I like him. Yeah. Um, I think he's, at the time, he was kind of a popular actor. I don't remember his name. Yeah, let me see if I... Uh, I feel like he's in stuff. Uh, that, of course, was played by uh, John Saxon. No first name. He's credited as Lieutenant Thompson. <laughs> yeah. John Saxon. That's a guy. Um, yeah. He just has one of those uh, actor faces. Yeah. Um, John Saxon. You know him from Enter the Dragon. You know him from Black Christmas. Uh, he was also in New Nightmare. Uh, I bet he plays himself. Uh yeah, I mean, he's got a ton of credits. Uh, those are the ones he's most known for. Is, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, New Nightmare. Okay. Uh, oh, they bring him back for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream. Um, what's this one called? Dream Warriors. Yeah. So uh, he's just in movies. I've just seen him in movies. Yes, yeah, he's a guy who just shows up in so. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
Do you think we need another? Is it time for a Freddy remake? Once set in the eighties. It's ten years. We're coming up on ten years. I think. I kind of. I I'm gonna say yeah. Like I rarely say yes to this question, yeah. but I'm gonna say yes. We need a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I think I think you could get away with it. I mean, so they just did the Halloween sequel, which is good, and that was ten years after the Rob Zombie one, which was bad, and. People were fine with it. It wasn't like, ah, it's too soon. I mean, sure, I bet when it was coming out, people were saying, ah, we don't need another one. We don't need another one. Then it came out and people were like, yeah, okay, this is good. I mean, that's what you do with it. Maybe you don't make a remake. You just do a sequel. Yeah. You just say, hey, forget the remake. We're making a sequel to A Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy's back. How old's Robert? Could he do it? Do you get another guy? Robert, I don't think he could do it. Maybe you do what... I mean, he shows up in Scream. Yeah. Uh... He was pretty old in Scream. Yeah. Uh, maybe you do what you did in um, 2018's Halloween sequel. Uh, they got the original guy to play Michael Myers, and they show him. Uh, before Michael puts the mask on, they got the original actor to just stand there. And you, they're shooting from the back, but it's like, oh, that's the guy who originally played Michael Myers. And then once the mask goes on, it's a different guy. Uh, I'm sure. sure you could do that with Freddy. You know, you get Robert England, and then there's kind of yeah. this ceremonial passing of the torch to a new actor. Yeah. You know, Freddie has to do a lot more than Michael Myers has to do, because he has to talk, but, uh, yeah, he's just wants to do it. I need to get to that new Halloween Maybe movie. you get Jackie Earl and Haley to do it. I think there's a foot difference between them. Jackie Earl, not a tall guy. Um, but I kind of liked it. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of like that he's short, chasing around these teenagers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think now's the time to do it. I think so. I think, yeah. you could, I, think I could do it. He said in the 80s, and you do what Halloween does. So Halloween 2018, it says, oh, there were six Halloween sequels. Those don't matter. All that matters is the first one. Right. The first one that. Nightmare on Elm Street, you say, it's the sequel to the first movie. And it's set in the 80s. It's the year later. You figure out what happened to Nancy at the end of that first movie. What do you think happened to Nancy at the end of the first movie? In both of them. They both kind of have similar, these shock um, endings. You can go one of two ways. Freddy, they didn't defeat Freddy. Freddy lives. How can you defeat him? Y- yeah. When you go into you, the real world and you stab him. If you bring a nightmare specter into the real yeah. world, I mean, if he kills you in your dreams, you die in real life. So if you kill Freddy in real life, he dies in the dreams? Yeah. That's just the thing. Like, I don't fucking know what's the going sequel, on. If they make a sequel, that should be the number one thing they address. Yes. How did Freddy, what, tie it into your lore, how does he survive? How did he make it, or was, or is that bullshit that if you pulled him into the real world, yeah. You gotta explain it somehow. Yeah. I um, wonder if I'm not you to even attempts to do that things again. I think. We're not even trying to attempt it. I feel like, I feel like Nancy just was still in a nightmare. Yeah. It's a re, it's just this endless nightmare she's in. Yeah, that's that's how she's I was having nightmares within her nightmare. Yeah, I both endings and I love that freaking red and green convertible top on that car. Yeah, that was awesome. I I prefer the shock ending to the first one to the second one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's how I look at it. Is that or even if she defeated Freddy and Freddy is no longer a threat, she's probably traumatized and uh, would continue yeah. to have nightmares. But then. And actually, when you think about it, that's a great ending, is that you actually don't know if it's real or not. Is it a dream, or is it real life? We don't know. And that's just how it ends. Because, yeah, if she did defeat Freddy, every time she goes to sleep and she has a nightmare, it's, well, what is real, what is not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, in both, I think what's happening is a dream. I don't know if Freddy's actually uh, still in the real world dragging people through, uh, through windows. True. Yeah. Uh... Do you want to see a sequel to this particular Freddy? No. If they did come up with another one. Ah, uh, no. No. You don't want Rudy Mara coming back? I don't mind her. I think she's okay. It's ten years later. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I think don't... she's moved on with her acting career. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, so in my research, IMDb trivia research, uh, Jackie Earl Haley had signed on for three movies. Rudy Mara had signed on for two. Um, but based on the critical... Because uh, this movie actually financially 
was a success. Oh, okay. But critically, it was bombed so bad, and fans didn't like it. They have not made a single. Not, not worth the risk. It's, it's nine years later. They, they've not done it. Uh, care to venture a guess on the Rotten Tomato score for 2010? 43. 15. Whoa. That's, it's not 15. I, don't, I think it's they hold a little. Uh, critical consensus says, visually faithful, but lacking the depth and subversive twists that made the original so memorable. The Nightmare on Elm Street remake lives up to its title in the worst possible way. I mean, that's a hard that's a hard thing to that's a hard bar to get over because like we mentioned, the the plot was so cool. Yeah. It was this cool idea. I mean, there's some confusion. We're right. not quite sure what's going on. Maybe that's fine. But yeah, it's a remake. How are you going to improve on this radical idea? And keep the same characters. Or, right. You know, uh, yeah, it's always tough. Um, I just want to see what the new Friday 13th... I mean, that's the that's the barrier all remakes have, is... Yeah. How, it's near impossible. Yeah. It's rarely been done. Yeah, and it, it, it's very... And that's the, the tough ask, is... Make a remake, please the fans, but also... We want to do something original as yeah. well with the concept. and Because that would have been the danger. It's like, it is a cool concept. This guy, Freddy Krueger, you, you make a remake, it stars Freddy Krueger, he kills pe- kids in their nightmare, you have the lore, but maybe you just don't take so much from the first one and you, your main character is maybe not named. I mean, and I feel like they kind of tried. You know, Nancy isn't the exact same Nancy as the first one. You know, there is no Glenn. Um... But then ultimately there were just, like you said, the second half, it just kind of turns into the same movie. Yeah, I think they probably would have been better off of just bringing, starting a new ch- a new yeah. chapter. We got Freddy Krueger. Yep. And just, yeah, no Nancys. Yeah. No. Same lore, but just different, and then get creative with your own different, different nightmares. Yeah, different and, people. These people have different backstories, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, you just do little... Oh my! Like the one scene where Nancy kind of falls through the ceiling, and then it's it's the blood. Like I thought that was a cool little you know nod to the Johnny Depp scene, but you know maybe more of that. But uh, yeah, you know what's interesting too is the nightmare scenes. It's always like this industrial shit, or yeah. or the weird short ones where they're falling asleep in class or whatever, like in the school. Yeah, I, I think there is so much more critical. Sp- you know, creative space in the nightmare that they're, they just weren't using. Like, yeah. what is that person's actual nightmare? Because wouldn't Freddy bring you into your actual nightmare? Like, something yeah. that really does affect you. Which you get a lot in, you know, the later, uh, or, you know, the, the sequels. It's just like, they weren't all these weird uh, upside-down worlds. Uh, which, well, Stranger Things, did they just rip off the, the upside-down is just for, uh, <laughs> this movie's nightmares? <laughs> which is a lot of blue filter. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... It would be actual. I mean, in in this one, you know when they're dreaming, uh, just because it cuts that industrial. You wake yeah, up. and sparks are flying off of everything. It also doesn't make sense why in the first one, in the original, Freddy takes his victims to the boiler room. The boiler room is his lair. Um, it's also where he dies. Is in that boiler room. Why everyone ends up in this industrial boiler room? It makes no sense. Freddy took his victims to the cave. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's where he died. But... I mean, even the kid, like, the guy's in swim team practice. Yeah. And, like, oh, we're going to get a cool, like, water drowning nightmare. Yes. No. He gets pulled through the water and pops up in, in the, the pool same place. in the, the industrial place. area. Yeah. I just, like, if, like, for like for me, it'd be like, oh, I'm fucking swimming with fucking sharks. sharks. Yeah. Like, that'd be my nightmare. How's... How's Freddy going to terrify me in the shark dream? The the one character who, who gets taken to a maximum security prison very fast. Uh, that's a scary place to have a nightmare. Right. And then he gets transported to the industrial place. I was like, that seems like better than the prison. What is Freddy trying to do? Is yeah. Freddy just trying to kill? Or just... F- like, that's... And that's the thing. Like, yeah. is, is, if he's there... To, if he wants to terrify you with nightmares, huh? why doesn't he do that? If he just wants to kill you, why, doesn't he, just why do doesn't he just do that? Yeah. I, I, it's so... Yeah. Let's flesh this out a little bit more. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
A Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, did we need it? Probably not. Uh, yeah, I think we could have gone without this one. Yeah. I, I, I think this could not have existed. If they want to try it again, try it again. See if it works. But this one, I, I think, just kind of misses the mark. Yeah. I have one question. The kid who has the nightmare in swim practice, does he fall asleep while swimming? Is that what we're led to believe? I think that is mu- must be what he's swimming and it happens, asleep. which in his case doesn't really make sense because he's on all the drugs. Yeah. But I mean, I guess we. I, yeah, that's a weird one. That's a weird. You one. would not fall asleep swimming. If they wanted to do it, he should fall asleep on the blocks. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He would just water. tumble. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but this one, he's like mid-stroke, <laughs> and then he goes into his nightmare. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he just fell asleep swimming. Yeah. Um, that's a new fear now. Now people have a fear of <laughs> dying while, while or falling asleep. Narcolepsy while swimming. Yep. It's coming in. Um, yeah. Would you recommend the original Nightmare? You like that one? Yeah, I mean, I, good. I mean I liked them both. I yeah. did enjoy them both. I would probably stick with the original for the... The... the Campiness, the campiness, yeah. and, and it is like the legacy, what started it. Yeah. Though I did enjoy all the backstory and stuff we got in the new one. Yeah. I would probably skip it if I was to rewatch. I would rewatch the original. Not the yeah. Movie. Well, now you can go just go through and just watch uh, two, three, four, five. You get, you get all that. Get the lore. <laughs> There's uh, probably comics. There's probably like extended yeah. universe so stuff get, too. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two, Freddy's Revenge. Nightmare on Elm Street three, Dream Warriors. Nightmare on Elm Street four, The Dream Master. Nightmare. On Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, Nightmare on Elm Street... Oh, then it's just... Then it goes to Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, uh, and then Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and then Freddy vs. Jason, and then we get uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. So, that is your... Uh, if you want to complete the uh, the whole series, that, that, that's the work. Nine movies. A lot of work to do. A lot, a lot of work. Um... Yeah, if you have thoughts on A Nightmare on Elm Street, if, if you like this one more, then I'd, I'd like to find the person. It has to exist. The person who likes this more. Or if one of the sequels is really good. Yeah, which one would you recommend? Yeah, let me know. Yeah. My memory, and it's not, is that I think there is one that people go, oh, that's the one that's good. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, it's campy. The second one, they don't get it. Three, I, maybe it's three or four. One of them, people are like, no, that's actually the good one. Like, that one's, they, they're just on all strike. Because in Friday the 13th, I think it's like Friday the 13th 4 is like, oh no, that's the one where, where they figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's the one you start with. We're like Halloween, it's like, ah, oh, it's the first one, the rest of them you don't, you don't need to worry about. Um, yeah, if you know which one to recommend to us, let me know. Is it Dream Warriors? Or is it Dream Baby? Is it Dream Baby? Yeah. Or is uh, it Dream Girls? Or, <laughs> yeah, the, the musical. <laughs> but I ran on the street, Dream Girls. Uh, yeah. Let us know uh, at Twitter, dbtgpod. You can email us, dbtgpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, rate, review. We, uh, we're going to f- finish out Lunchtober with another scary movie. We're heading to the theaters. Zombieland 2, Double Tap. Double is full, Tap. is the full title. Yeah. Uh, so look for that uh, by the end of October. I think that movie comes out October 18th. One of the Fridays. So if you want to get caught up for the show, I think we're going to maybe kind of do a spoiler review. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll have to talk a little ending, so. Yeah, we might have have to do an early show spoiler warning. Yeah, we'll do, I think think we kind of figured out with John Wick, like the first half, kind of avoid talking, and then we'll eventually just jump into the ending, so. That'll do it for this week, we'll be back uh, next episode with uh, Zombieland 2, until then, don't be that guy, got a sequel remix. Don't fall asleep, kids. Don't fall asleep.